0: Hello everyone, it's Sally Kalen, Relationships are the Good and the Messy Podcast. Welcome back today, everyone. Hope I'm finding you well. Let's get into today's show. Well, this is episode 201. I cannot believe it. I am loving that I have created such an amazing tribe of people that have been listening in, and many of you I have worked with now, you have come along, and we've done some coaching together. And yes, I'm so grateful that this is reaching the right people. But to reach more people, please share these podcasts. Please leave me a review and let me know what you think of them. So I want to answer a question today. A lot of people ask me this question all the time. It was something I even used to ask myself many years ago. And that was, can I ever have a healthy relationship? Like, can I actually have something beautiful and loving now, the reason I feel so many people ask this question is when you have lived a long time in a toxic situation, and maybe you haven't got a lot of history of healthy love, we begin to believe that this is how relationships are. We almost uh, almost feel reluctant in some ways to move on from a toxic relationship because we believe that we can't have anything better anyway, or You know, you look back on the other relationships and you think, well, this guy's not that great, but the one before this wasn't any good either, and the one before that wasn't any good. And so you get yourself into that way of thinking, and so you surrender to the fact that, oh, this is just how it's meant to be. Now, I'm going to answer that question today as in, can you have a healthy relationship? Can you break that cycle? And yes, you absolutely can, but here is the clincher. It's not easy. It's a simple process, but it's not easy only because we become highly addicted to the emotions that we continually play out in our life. And this is what I talk about a lot with my clients in helping them dissolve those unconscious patterns so they can call in healthy love. And it's a process. It's a case of showing up every day thinking and feeling in a new way. So really, when, when you think about the future and what kind of future you really want, you have to be able to be an energetic vibration to that, what you are wanting to have. And I talk about this a lot, and many of you listening will have an awareness of this, how important it is that how we feel. And as I mentioned, we get very addicted to the feelings in our relationships. And I'm going to give you an example, and I have spoken about this before. I'll use me as an example. So I grew up feeling very unworthy, not good enough, like extremely needy, emotionally dependent on other people to make me feel good. Um, I just didn't feel enough. I didn't articulate it as that. I I certainly um, externally seemed like I had it all going on, like, um, how can you have insecurities? You look like you've got it all going on. But it was a mask and I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel good enough, right? And what would happen is when a relationship would show up in my life where I was treated well, I would almost sabotage the relationship. Well, not almost, I did. I would either create discord in the relationship. I would... um, pick on my partner. I would try and cause problems. I, my anxieties would just go off for no reason because I had lived a lot of life in my survival mode, in my sympathetic nervous system, based on my own inner trauma patterns, based on thought processes, the way I'd interpreted the world. So I was always trying to recreate that feeling of stress, that feeling of um, upset in my relationships, totally unconscious of it, totally unaware that's what I was doing, but that's what you're doing too. It's not just I'm just this exception to the rule, right? We are all living this way. We are continually creating the familiar feelings that we became associated with as we were growing up. That's what we do because it makes us feel like us. It's our identity. We tie up to so much of this as who we are, And so whilst you may be saying, I want to have a healthy, loving relationship, I want to have a great person to share my life with, what can happen if you don't do this inner work, which I'll get to in a second? A good person does show up. A person starts treating you well, but you somehow don't connect with that person. You start saying things like, oh, he's not really my type. Oh, he's so boring. Oh, you know, and you start finding all these excuses. But what's really happening is he probably isn't creating the drama and the chaos that you're used to if you 've become addicted to these emotions right, and I see this over and over and over again. I live that way myself, so I know exactly what i 'm talking about when I say this it 's not like i 'm just pulling this out of my hat like I fully have lived in this um life where I keep kept creating a lot of problems but it wasn't like a conscious thing. It was literally like I would just be unconsciously trying to create drama. But then when I attracted a guy that was really not kind to me, not treating me well, I didn't have to create drama. I then somehow became the victim, right? I would then be going, oh my God, how, how, why is he doing this to me? And it was awful. And it is totally not acceptable to be treated poorly in any shape or form. But what I didn't realize was was on an unconscious level that vibration of chaos and drama was my normal. It it wasn't me creating it this time. It was that person. So, you know, at the end of the day, it still seemed to be that drama and chaos, feelings of uncertainty, feelings of anxiety, feelings of sadness would follow me wherever I went because I was the common denominator. I had wounding in me. I had trauma to my inner child and I was therefore creating situations where I could recreate that same feeling to reinforce what I saw as myself, reinforce the identity. And let's face it, that stuff gets hardwired in. Our subconscious, you know, is where it's all coming from, the subconscious being the habit mind. And its job is to keep us safe, right? That's what the subconscious mind, keep us in the familiar. When I say safe, safe as in the familiar, right? Because anything, when we start doing something different, the mind literally, the body alerts the mind, wait, something different's happening. And then you sort of go into sort of like freeze and you start coming up with all these reasons why you can't do things that are better for you and this is why we often then revert back to the old pattern. So it's all well and good to have a full conscious awareness that you want something healthy, that you don't want to be in a toxic relationship anymore, and you want to end these cycles. But to do it, there has to be an awareness of what beliefs you have around relationship, what your condition is, and what is the emotion like just take one emotion this is a task I can get you to do actually. take one emotion that shows up in all your relationships. the one that keeps coming up over and over. mine was anxiety, right there was sadness there as well, and there were frustration and not worthy but the the one thing that I, I felt so much in my relationships has been in the past anxiety right and I would. I was addicted to that emotion, meaning it was the one that I was so familiar with. That if there was a situation that went on too long without me feeling anxiety, I would somehow need to cause anxiety to make me feel like me again. And, or if I was in the uh, tox, with a toxic person, then he would do it anyway. So I didn't have to do anything. It would just be. So this is why I always say to people. We have to own our story too. We can sit there and look at our narcissistic partners and we can feel terrible. And, and, and what we've been subjected to is, is totally not acceptable on any shape or form. It is, my gosh, I have seen the worst experiences, what people have gone through. I have gone through hell and back. So I know what it's like to be with a narcissist. So, you know, I'm not saying Um, oh, if we're all healed, this never would have happened to us. I'm not making it out like that at all. But what I am saying is we have to heal our own story because when we are healed and we know ourselves, right? And we've unlearn those patterns, those addictive emotions, we are then in a better position that when someone shows up, that elicits those same feelings, we can identify it and go, oh, look, that's the emotion that I do not want to be experiencing and be able to be present with it and say, ultimately, no, thank you. And we ourselves, if we're the one that's creating all the drama, we will become aware of how we respond to different situations and therefore begin to become self-aware, get into the body Hear your thoughts. Watch your thoughts. Don't identify with the thoughts. Breathe and learn to create a new habit in its place. A new emotion. So instead of uh, feeling anxiety a lot, I chose a path where I wanted to feel more peaceful, more balanced. I mean, that was my thing. You know, I wanted to heal my inner child, which was is a whole different podcast. I've got some podcasts on that though, um, as well as unlearning the habits of anxiety and sadness. And I wanted to replace it with peacefulness and wholeness. And it took some time, right? It Every day showing up, being present. This is why meditation helps so much. And practices such as being present, becoming in the now moment, getting into the now, they're all tools to help you dismantle the old paradigm, the old program that you have playing out. Learning to sit in your seat of consciousness, meaning to observe your thoughts, like hear what you're saying, because that's who you are. You're you're the one who hears. You're not your thoughts. You're not those programs. You're not your conditioning. You have that and you've experienced that, but you are not that. So Learning to do that for myself, becoming more the observer of my life, learning to create new habits, new thought processes, right, is how I began to unlearn and 100% call it different. And if there was toxic in my life still, learning to put in those emotional boundaries, it totally changes who you are when you can begin to essentially create a new you, right? Because that's what you're doing. So that question, can you have a healthy, loving relationship if you've got a pattern of toxic um, going on? Yes, you can, but there, you, you've got to learn to unlearn, right? And it's so doable and um, I, I want that for you. I mean, I know... Some people, if you've primarily had healthy relationships though, and then you meet a a toxic person, and then you come out of that, I feel like it is easier somewhat to call in another healthy relationship and just learn the lesson. That can happen, Um, and I've seen people do that, right? So, I still believe that we all need to do the inner work. I still believe we all need to look at our own conditioning so it doesn't repeat. But I'm talking more primarily for people that seem to always be in these relationships. I was that person at one time where it was chaotic and crazy and traumatic. And there was always something to be worried about and something to be stressed about. And it was just, I could never really sit in the peace of the relationship. And I look back actually at some of the people that I got involved with when I was younger that were really good to me. And I find it really sad as the woman I am today that, oh my gosh, how could I have been like the way I was? It's you know, obviously I've forgiven that part of myself like you do because you know that you were doing the best at that time. But, you know, those relationships ended because I didn't believe I was worthy of it, right? On some level. And like I said, I I was more familiar with the chaos. And so that's what I stuck with until I couldn't any longer because I literally had a breakdown and that was just the end and it's never going to happen again, right? Um, Healthy love is what we all want to experience. And I just want to say as well, We because we get so addicted to the hormones of stress because we get so addicted to those heightened states of emotions. A lot of people don't want to give up that, and they say they want a great love, but they begin the work, and then you know it feels too uncomfortable because you are going to feel uncomfortable as you um, learn to move through that resistance that will come up as you're creating that new you. and a lot of people just then opt back into the old familiar program because it's too difficult. It feels too uncomfortable. And that's why I, ho- I do the programs I do with clients, because I'm all about helping them through that part, especially in their healing after a breakup and moving through that resistance that comes up for them so that they don't keep opting back into the same patterns. And like anything, I'm all about small habits every single day, creating new systems for your life so you don't keep going into that cycle. So I'm saying to you today, um, if you're interested in coaching with me, message me, by the way. Um, I have my programs. I'm here for you. Um, the six-week coaching program, the Healing and Evolve program, which is my primary um, initial program that I like to coach people with the first time they coach with me, it's this program. And it's going to help you so much in clearing your old patterns, in helping you understand your story, and helping you understand the conditioning that has allowed you to, you know, to settle and to be in these relationships where you're either accepting really poor treatment, or you're maybe in a relationship where you feel like you're always chasing that person and trying to get them to love you, want you, accept you, and, and there's just this constant need for validation from that person, um, and that that all that toxic stuff, right? I am telling you now, you can change that. You can heal that 1000%. I would not be telling you this if I had not been through this myself and gone through that journey. Like, I love and like who I am now, right? And I used to think I did back then. And yeah, maybe on some aspect I did. But what I used to accept from people oh my God, like, I cannot believe I used to be called you know, all the names under the sun. You're a bitch. You're a psycho. You need help. You're, you need to go in a mental home. This is what my narcissist used to say to me. And it used to just send me, like, what is wrong, you know? And these can really mess us up, right? And I knew, of course, you know you're not that, but when someone is at you because of the way they work on you, it is really destabilizing. And this is why I'm telling you now, take your power back um, and Make a decision today that you're going to change this. So, if you're interested in my programs, message me. I have just got on Clubhouse and I want to start some rooms where we can have some conversations. There, where we can, you can hop in a room and we can have we can chat about this, right? Um, and so, if you're not on Clubhouse, get on Clubhouse. Come follow me, Sally Kalen. Follow me on Instagram. Check out my Reels on TikTok and Instagram. Message me. I am here for you because I'm telling you now. I cannot wait to see your life turn around and I want, I want you to tell me when, what you're doing to make that happen. Reach out and tell me some things you're doing right now to turn your life around. So I'm going to love you and leave you. I hope this podcast has been helpful, sending you so much love. I will be back in a couple of days with a new podcast and take care of your hearts. Bye everyone.